Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Empire Life podcast, where we interview founders and entrepreneurs from all around the world about how they built their online empires and their ups and downs and their strategies for how they've come to be so successful. And today we have a special guest, Andy Forness. She's an online dating coach, and she utilizes online dating for personal development with her clients. And we're also really going to dive deep into three reasons why a great relationship increases revenue. And I'll hand it over to her. For her Fantastic. <laughs> thank you so much, Allison. So, hey, Chicas, um, I just wanted to say thank you for letting me enter your I guess, sound waves, if you will. And um, yes, I'm a firm. What, what I realized coming into being an entrepreneur and into the dating scene that both of those uh, arenas were right for personal development. And I see a lot of women um, go, and I'm not, I'm not discounting journaling, don't get me wrong, I'm not discounting self-reflection, but I see a lot of women that go and work on themselves in isolation. And it isn't, and, but then once they come back to, you know, the real world or into try to get into like a relationship with a person, it almost that like the work that they've done on their own isn't working anymore because they haven't actually practiced those skills with a person. And so that's how we actually know that our personal development is working is because when we are with another person, we are able to, um, we're able to evolve some like old patterns. I completely agree with that. Something that came up for me when you said that was often I hear people say, well, he brought that up in me or she, she did that to me. She made me feel that way. I was just fine by myself or journaling. They felt a lot of peace of mind. Right. Being alone in the solitude and those similar same triggers start to come up when they start implementing that with another person exactly. and they may think, well, I'm better off alone. I was doing just fine by myself. I'm going to go back to that. It must be that person. Can right. you go a little deeper into that? I'm sure yeah, you've heard sure. it before. <laughs> well, and I'm not discounting any of that right. happened, but we need to be able, we need to be able to work with those things that are upsetting with another person. So for example, the whole point of this talk that I have for you guys is about receiving. And would it help if I shared a little bit of my story? Yeah, please. Okay. So yeah. I left a 20 year relationship. Um, and I went dating, uh, thinking it'd be really easy. Like, you know, I'm smart and attractive and like a really good person. I take care of people and I'm, I'm organized and responsible. And I thought it'd be like super easy, but what it what was happening is I kept finding myself in unfulfilling relationship after another. And it was just because I changed the person out here and I did tons of work. I've probably spent a hundred thousand dollars on personal development, but I would be like at a retreat or at the yoga teacher training. And I'm not saying that I didn't gain from that, but my last bit that I hadn't conquered was that romantic relationship piece. And so I kept finding myself in unfulfilling relationships, even so unfulfilling um, that I once was dating this Grammy Award winning musician. And, um, and I was at the point where I would 
it was the kind of relationship where he would call and I would jump and he would call and I would jump and he would invite uh, me to make dinner with him, which I thought was really fun and romantic, but then I would end up going and like getting the groceries, right? Or I guess the breaking or the tipping point when I realized I really needed to work on this was I met him down at a fancy place, Clark's here in Austin. And he had already ordered and got a glass of wine and I just got a glass of wine because I was too scared to like order something. Um, and he paid for his stuff and I ended up, and he asked me to pay for my own glass of wine, even after I'd done all these other things. And so what I realized there was that I had a really big, I had a really hard time with receiving. So I could go off and write in my journal and say, I'm worthy, I'm good enough, or whatever. I could do all of that. But what I actually needed to do was go online and practice receiving. Like I needed, this comes from my yoga teacher, I needed practice at it. Because I, it was so foreign to me to be able to receive that I actually had to practice at it. I would have to go and um, ask a guy to you know, meet me on my side of town, or we would go for a cup of coffee and I'd put my wallet away and make sure that I didn't pull out my wallet for my $2.11 coffee, like at Central Market. And so I realized, and why this is connected to your business, I was doing the same thing in my business. Like I was not receiving in my business. And guess what? I was feeling unfulfilled in my business around that same time too. I was not charging enough. I was over giving with my clients. I was, you know, their sessions are 45 minutes. I gave them an hour. You know, their sessions expire in four months. I let it go for six months, right? And I wasn't able to resign them because I extended out. I was always being um, over giving. I was taking notes for them during our calls when they should be taking notes. And so it was very evident to me that like I needed to practice. I could go sit in my room and say like, I'm worthy. I'm going to receive and visualize all that. But if I didn't like have a focus and a practice, then I wasn't going to be able to move the needle. I, I love all of that. I completely agree. There's a, there's a fun exercise that I came up to play with one of my girlfriends the other day when we were having a glass of wine. Cool. And she tends to hop to buying her own drink and she's looking for a long-term relationship. And this right. is a, something that has come up with her a lot. And I said, I want to give you, she likes challenges. She's very ambitious. And I said, I, I want to give you a little bit of a challenge. How about tonight? you wait until you decide that you're connecting with a guy and wait to see if he offers to buy you a drink. Right. You're not, you don't have a drink in your hand. He doesn't see you already having a drink and he, and you let him get that for you and receive it. And she's like, Oh my God. Okay. Okay. I, I never thought about it in that way. I'm right. That. And, and it, and it happened or more than even more than one drink. And no, then like a date and yes, no, it's it was, really for women that are used to taking care of things on their mm -hmm. own. They've probably been doing it since they were younger and like their family. It's not, and this is, I'm so glad you're saying this. I want to really get rid of the whole banter that like I had low self-esteem because I really didn't have low self-esteem. 
what it was was what was modeled to me i didn't have it models i didn't have a model of a man you know giving to a woman and a woman receiving you know i grew up essentially with a single mom i never saw it so I didn't know, you know, my model was a woman that had to handle everything. She handled the house, she handled the kids, she had her job, right? And so I didn't think I had low self-esteem. I just didn't even know what it looked like. It was foreign. So exactly. I love that, like, it's like our girlfriends or our coach or a mentor can help us, like, know what else is possible, right? Exactly. I similarly didn't have that also, even at one point when I was stepping into that a little more than a decade ago in uh -huh. beautifully receiving, I remember the first time the guy had even bought me flowers. I was yeah. in my early twenties uh -huh. and that, <laughs> I guess it, it, it was an issue for me too at some point. And I remember my mom saying to me, why do you need a guy to buy you flowers? You can just go buy your own flowers. And it, and it stuck with me. I said, well, it feels nice. Yay. She said, I'm, a, I'm worried that you may rely on him to do those things for you and you can do those things for yourself. And I said, it's okay, mom. I, I don't mind him buying me flowers. It's okay. I don't mind because that same relationship, he, he modeled it for me. Like a few times we were shopping together and he will step in front of me and pay for my clothes. Um, and I had never experienced that before. It was right. like, and he didn't give, he didn't really look back and be like, is this okay for you? He just did it and modeled what, it, what that would look like for somebody to take you care of. What your mom's saying, because I feel a lot of women are, they confuse, they confuse receiving, which what you did and being needy. And, and all the, the women that I'm talking about, women that are strong and independent, they never want to be seen as needy or never want to be seen as desperate. So that what they do is they don't do any receiving, right? And I like the way that you said, I can buy my flowers and he can buy my flowers, right? <laughs> exactly. Like, it doesn't have to be all or the other. Like we can all, like that's, you, you clearly often have an abundance mindset. Thank That's you. abundance. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't have to be one or the other. That's a fixed mindset. Exactly. When I'm shopping by myself and I love a dress, right. I can pay for it on my own. If he's exactly. with me and he wants to do that, and yeah. he, feels, he feels called to do it, he can step in front of me and, and take control of the situation. And I'm right. cool with that too. <laughs> and if he goes and he doesn't buy you a dang thing, then that's fine too, right? Yeah, true. Yeah, no, there's no expectations. It was a pleasant right. surprise and, and receiving. And oh, I love that. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and my mom, I, I do like how family can can influence us on that. That's a great topic because oh my God, yeah, unfamiliar for her if I said the dress I was wearing. I think that's how it came up. I was like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, my boyfriend got this for me. And she immediately has her walls go up and you know that right. that's not a good pattern. You know that's not healthy. You you need to display to him that you're an independent woman, so he doesn't try to control you, and all those you know patterns start all to come of her up. Fears. Yeah, yeah, get projected all of her, on you. All of her fears, and and most likely it is related to being needy. If somebody was to tell me that now, I'd be like, okay, I, I'm actually that's probably a good thing because that means that I know how to receive. And Absolutely. Seeing it in a different light, that it's another way to say it, because that has actually come up in some of my relationships. 
And if they were upset, they're like, oh my God, you're so needy. And I'm like, oh, thanks. Okay. Yes. Cause I do require attention. I do want to be treated like a queen. I'm okay with you. Usually it's only if they're a little upset and they are feeling insecure of, am I capable to give enough? Am I, am I enough? And I understand their fears, but I, I don't take it as a negative anymore. I love it. That's fantastic. Um, would it be cool if I shared the two different kinds of, um, of giving? Yeah, please. Okay, good. Because I think we're not aware of this. Um, mm-hmm. So there's physical giving, right? Where you are you know, doing things physically for somebody. You're buying them clothes or um, driving across town at a certain time or meeting in their part-time, whatever. There's like the physical act. But one that I see a lot of my clients um, come to me with is they have someone in their life that is emotionally taking up a lot of space. They are over giving emotionally. It's usually like a family member that's taking up all the space in the, in the room or like a friend that's like in crisis. And these clients of mine are emotionally overgiving. Um, even like on dates, like so I thought like a, a woman was telling me that this guy was going on and on about his ex-wife for like their entire date. And I'm like, well, why did you do that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why are you spent, why are you giving up an hour of your time to hear somebody complain about the ex-wife? And she's like, well, I thought it'd be rude if I interrupted or whatever, or it was fine or whatever. And so I want you guys to hear that, like, listening to friends talk about problems, fixing people, obsessing about them is overgiving. Like if you like a guy and you're staring at your phone for two days waiting for him to text you, you're giving, like they're, you're overgiving to them. Problem solving for people. And I'm not saying, I want you to hear this, I'm not saying don't be there for a friend, but there's times when we actually enable our friends from actually getting better or actually seeking the qualified help that they need when we're just there like sounding board over and over and over again. And um, like I say, I have a lot of clients that say they're exhausted and they don't have time to date or they don't want to date. And then I have to dig in and be like, well, what are you doing all day? You know, like what's going on? Are you giving too much at your work, right? Mm -hmm. Either physically or mentally, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so um, that is one of the things that, that I like to really like bring out because all of that gets in the way of your love life and it gets in the way of your business life. True. Practice all of that. Yeah. I, that, that brought up, I've been in some of those situations and I would love to also hear your guidance and how to redirect someone. I have needed to redirect clients sometimes like we're on a 45 minute call and they, we've taken 15 minutes to talk about something going on in their personal life. That's great. And then it's like, there's always an agenda. And I, I'm really sorry. I will be, I will say something along the lines. I'm really sorry. I, I need to interrupt you for a second. I would really love for us to also cover these topics on the call. Mm-hmm. Do you mind if we switch topics? So there's, there's a feel there's a really smooth, non-intrusive way to redirect someone's focus or, on dates a few times I did have that come up and I said, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. I really, really want to hear about your ex-wife and that we're just getting to know each other. And I don't really feel like you know me very well. Exactly. You mind if we shift the topics and talk about me also, 
the more you discuss your ex-wife, the more I might feel you haven't moved on from that relationship. Do you want me to feel that way? Is that your true intention right now? And they're like, oh, no, no, I, okay, yeah, let's, let's refo, like, I, tell me about your day. And it doesn't hurt their ego or their feelings. And they're like, oh, I didn't realize it was coming off like that. Because we are not someone's emotional sounding board where that's not fair. And it starts to feel suffocating. No, exactly. You nailed it. The other person. Yeah, it's, it's unfair to continue to go on. I had a guy actually once ask me to send him my insurance, health insurance information, so he could send that to his ex-wife because he wanted her to be on the same health insurance. And I, and I said, I don't feel like you and I are on the same page because you're very concerned about even her health insurance as if you were her partner still. Right. Totally cool. And maybe that's better for you to focus on rebuilding that relationship because it, because I had already redirected the conversation a few times and I didn't continue to talk to him. Right. So that was it. <laughs> that, that was like the, the straw on the camel's back. And I had no, I, no obsession, completely let it go after that and really felt strongly it's better for him to start rebuilding that because obviously if he wants to talk about it. There's still feelings there. Absolutely. How will you suggest your clients to redirect it? Do you have? Um, The way I do it is I onboard, meaning they've got a Google doc that they've Mm -hmm. got to fill out before. And it specifically says, what are, what do you want to get out of this session? And so we like, we just jump straight to that. And then if there's extra time at the end and let's say like, if there's something that I feel like I need to, then I'm going to add that in. And I'll say, if we get to any, if we get through all this, then we can use it for any other thing. Do you, how's that? And so I actually have them um, come with their questions and the things that they need um, addressing. I love it. And, and in wrapping up, I really want to go through the, the three reasons why a really great relationship increases revenue. Is that- yeah. Well, the first one we, we've already kind of covered, so I'll just summarize it. It's being okay. able to receive. You have to be able to receive. Like even at that time that I was talking, I was dating that musician guy. I tried to increase my rates. Um, I think it went, for, I was trying to get, increase it up to like 6,000 for a package or whatever. And I remember I couldn't sell it because I wasn't owning it. I remember even saying how awkward I'm like, it's really expensive. <laughs> I mean, I remember those words coming out of my mouth and it was really clear that like I needed to be able to receive. And so I had to go and practice it. So a, you have to be able to receive. For example, like same thing, if I let clients, they're supposed to be on a four-month retainer, but they reschedule and reschedule and it ends up going six months. If I want to re-sign them, I've lost two months of potential revenue. So I want you to hear that's a slippery slope. It's a real slippery slope um, when you start overgiving. So that's number one. You have to be able to receive. Um, number two, uh, it was really being conscious of like what's going on. And so what I like to do is I like to teach this give and receive hierarchy and it's essentially like a T-chart. So all you have to do is take a piece of paper and make a T-chart. On one side, put give. On one side, receive. 
start with your relationships, um, like your romantic relationships. And if you don't have one, then start with your business relationships. And I want you just to like ask yourself in a daily basis, like in the day, how often, how often are you giving? How often are you receiving? What are the, what's going on there? And really take stock. And I want you to see like the, the balance or imbalance of it. Um, I actually just had a breakup with, uh, a really, a relationship of my boyfriend because it was way too overbalanced in his. And when I started asking for more, it was always his restaurants, his part of town, his activities, barbecue at his house, his, his, his bowling alley. It was all that. Um, and at first I will say I was unconscious of it because I was just, as a busy professional mom for anyone to make the plans, I was like, sweet, you know what I mean? Sure. But what happened was it, it, um, it started to affect me. And then when I, I realized how much I was giving, like bringing all of my stuff down to his house, like when we were going to like spend the weekend together or see, you know, even like the vacation was pretty much all his stuff. And it was really easy for us, if you are a giver, if, um, to be able to lose sight of that, which only builds resentment. And then what happens is if you don't keep it equitable, especially at the beginning, like once you try to pull back and start to, they're like, sorry, who's this person that like wants me to come to her part of town, right? Like they don't know who we are. So it's really, really important to get that and then it's also the same like in your business. And so making sure that you are receiving equally to giving, because if not, you're going to get burned out and you're going to quit. Um, and then the third part was, hold on, I'm trying to find my little bullet. The third part was, it's really about having somebody to like have your back. Like really like being in like a really, not a shitty relationship. I really want everyone to hear that. Like I hear a lot of women saying, yeah, but it's better than being with a jerk. I'm not, I'm not advocating for you to be with a jerk, <laughs> but like finding like somebody to have your back, to come home to, to hug, to talk about like, uh, like a good day or a bad day, right? Someone to cheer with for you or someone to hug when it doesn't go well. It increases your capacity for loss in another area of your life. And you're working on building your businesses. You're going to have more fails, especially at the beginning, than you have wins. There's going to be periods where you're going to need um, something stable and healthy and loving to help you compensate for losses or insecurity or growth periods or periods of not a lot of income coming in. And then it's also a great way to work on, we only spoke of like one aspect of personal development today was about receiving, but being in a relationship helps you with your communication, your clarity, your focus. There's so many personal development things that go into a relationship that will also, when you master it there, will also translate into your business. I completely agree on the end. How can people get in touch with you? Oh my gosh, thank you. So I've got a few places where I hang out. One is my website. Um, it's www.andyforness.com. Uh, Instagram, same thing, Andy underscore Forness. And then also Facebook. I've got, I'm very, I'm very, 
big in Facebook and I have a Facebook group that I love. It's called Fulfilled Chicas in Love. And it's essentially, um, I do weekly trainings. It's a community of women that are committed to personal growth in the realm of dating and relationships. Nice. And thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs>